Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's no worries. Goodness. It was an eventful, eventful Sunday, man. Very. And um, as we wait for people to get in, yeah. rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda, also known mm. as Bray Wyatt, passed away a couple of days ago. Very tough Bray Wyatt, you know, started as Husky Harris NXT and became, as we know, the Fiend, man. Shout out to him and wishing his family the very best. The uh, military tank with a Ferrari engine. Is what he called himself and Husky Harris. Uh, the pro was Cody Rhodes. It was uh, it was pretty sad to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 felt different. It felt like Eddie. No, it did, know? and uh, it was tough, man. <clears throat> and when they opened SmackDown with with Redbeard and Braun Strowman there, uh, and, and the and the. I mean, the rocking chair, Triple H, Cody Rhodes, all, all the wrestlers that were crying. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know we're talking about WWE. We're huge WWE fans to open up the Believe in Texans podcast, but it's certainly worth the opening. And uh, hey, man, rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> love you, my guy. One of the most unique characters ever. Mm. in wwe that debut gives me chills Mm. to this day sad moment man as we get on to some what's going on dj amazing so heading into the preseason game against the saints yesterday we both said that we needed to see cj stroud score a touchdown true And that is exactly what he did. But I think C.J. Stroud, he had that statement game, but only threw the ball four times. The beautiful deep ball to Nico Collins in the bread basket, that got me excited. I know it wasn't completed. That's why I am screaming for the Houston Texans to go get another wide receiver. Mike Evans makes that catch. I'm going to continue to beat that drum. But a, a beautiful throw by C.J. Stroud. The other incompletion escapes the pocket. I felt like he could have ran for the first down. Tries to get it to Robert Woods, but puts it in a place where only Woods could get it. Ball goes incomplete. That third down conversion to Dawson Schultz, just Mm. on the money, Mm. like beautiful. And then the easy touchdown to Nico Collins. This was the game that all Texans fans have been waiting for. The C.J. Stroud-type game, and you saw it, and he only threw the ball four times. When I look at C.J. Stroud, I do see a franchise quarterback. Easily. I mean, we saw what Dan Orlovsky said in just last week against the Miami Dolphins, comparing him to Joe Burrow, and talked about how him and Ryan Clark both talked about how they, he, the accuracy on C.J. Stroud, he can throw it at each level, level one, level two, level three. We saw it on full display against the Saints in just two series. Mm-hmm. We saw, okay, yeah, this man is legitimately the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. And it made me go, you know what? He only went two for four, 16 yards in a tutty. Mm. 
if we're going to overreact to two for four and an interception, Go then ahead. I'm going to overreact to two for four, 16 yards in a tutty. All right. I'm going to overreact from my quarterback. I'm going to give him his flowers. All right. I'm going to let me let everybody mm. know CJ Stroud is a star in the making, mm. a scheme fit from day mm. one. This man, with the help of D'Amico Ryans, someday, somehow, we will be there. We will be alive to watch a Lombardi here in Houston. Hey, hey, I could feel it. And mm. what I loved about that, those two drives by the Houston Texans offense, Damian Pierce was at the forefront. Damian Pierce yeah. is why you got there in the red zone. Looked at Lonnie Johnson, gave him the business, drove his ass back about three yards. This was the type of game I needed to see because it wasn't just C.J. Shaw looking good. It was the offensive line looking good with Mike Dieter starting at left guard in, in replace of Kenyon Green. It was Damian Pierce running like his head was on fire. Dalton Schultz making a huge play on third down, and then obviously the Nico Collins touchdown. This starting offense did everything thing right Harley and that gets me excited for week one against the Baltimore Ravens yeah I mean the defensive the defense came out and was a lot better than last Mm. week a lot better who was calling plays what's that who was calling plays uh so apparently I believe it was Cody Stutes that saw it or somebody did but Mm -hmm. there was an angle to where it sure did look like D'Amico Ryans was calling the plays um and the, the defense Looked different. Um, take that with however much you want to take that with. But uh, this team was certainly ready to play the Saints at the same time. Mm. You know, I, I'm about to derail some of the hype here. The Saints did enter the game with their starting twos, mm. the second team. So, um, sure, the Houston Texans could have. Uh, Looked a lot better than what I thought they could have looked like. But at the end of the day, they still did their thing. Um, two series, C.J. Stroud was amazing. Mm. He had a pass to Nico Collins, like you mentioned earlier, that was just an absolute beauty. Um, to somewhat disagree with what you say, uh, the cornerback made a hell of a play. Yes. Hell of a play. Uh, there's only a select few wide receivers that are – making that catch one of them being a Mike Evans. Um, so yeah, I have no problem bringing him over here. Uh, I'm just not you, but a lot of fans, man, like everyone's telling me, Oh man, Nico Collins needs to make that catch. Okay. <clears throat> Everyone told me Nico Collins sucks. So if he sucks, then how's he <laughs> supposed to make that catch? I mean, well, you can't have cake and ice cream. Yes, you can. You can't have cake and pie. I mean, come mm. on now. Come on, man. You you can't, bro. He would have came down with that. The the city would have lost it. Apparently so. I just I didn't understand. I don't understand Texans fans at times. They mm. tell me in my comment section, he go call it sucks. He's a bum. He can't do this. He can't do that. We need a true wide receiver one. Which I could agree with the last statement. Sure, we do need a true wide receiver one on this team. But if he's this bad. And why'd you expect him to catch the ball? Come on, man. Come on now. No, I mean, it makes sense. And, you know, this year, this year three for Nico Collins is so big, right? If you want to be considered a role player for the Houston Texans come future, 
then you have to make plays like that. You know, yeah. if he would have caught that dude, I mean, I would have been saying quarterback one, wide receiver one combo. This is what it's going to be like. He didn't make it up with the tutty at the end. And, you know, you mentioned it, I think, a couple of streams ago that our boy John Crumpler said how the Houston Texans want to use Nico Connors the same way the Atlanta Falcons use Julio Jones. And all three preseason games, man, Nico Collins has been like the first wide receiver getting the ball, getting looked at. So I'm excited to see what a year three of Nico Collins, what the, you know, it looks like he will be getting some, a huge chunk of the targets for the Houston Texans. Another wide receiver that stood out. No, he didn't play with CJ Stroud. Tank Dell, electric he is going to be a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Makes three Saints defenders miss. Takes it to the Houston Texans 40-yard line. Get tackled. Set the Houston Texans up on their first professional touchdown by C.J. Shot and Nico Collins. Man, hey, Tank Dell, bro. He's 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 special. He is. Uh, he's. This is exactly what I remember. Uh, what he did at U of H. He is an electric special teams return man. Mm. Just absolutely electric, specifically on punts. believe he had, I want to say it was six or seven. This is just off the top of the dome. Six or seven punt returns, four touchdowns for Tank Dell. He had 27 yards on that punt return, which ultimately led up to that C.J. Stroud touchdown. Mm -hmm. And not to put this out of any way whatsoever, but I know a lot of people were like, oh, that's such a, that's such a simple play in the red zone. Hey. I'm sorry. Simplicity isn't a thing with the Houston Texans mm -hmm. the last two years. So I absolutely love that I'm seeing crossing routes yes. between Nico Collins and I believe it was Robert Woods, the other mm. officer wide receiver. I love it. All right. You get the cornerbacks to potentially, which would be a rub route, to potentially hit each other or bump each other in any way to create separation. As we all know, Nico Collins isn't the best separator as a wide receiver. CJ Stroud leads him on the money running. It was a beautiful play. We've seen this play many times before. Back in the Kubiak days, I continue to harp and beat that dead horse as much as I want because, damn it. <clears throat> The Houston Texans offense is going to be fun to watch this year. You got yourself a rookie OC in Bobby Slowick. I'm telling everyone right now, get excited, man. Time to get excited about this Texans offense. It's going to be a work in progress, mm -hmm. but it's good to finally have an offense that you know works in this NFL. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that the – you know, the performance by C.J. Stroud was the exclamation point, and he gets rewarded with being named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans come week one against Baltimore. The quarterback competition is over, ladies and gentlemen. C.J. Stroud is QB1. Shout out to the rookie. And I think the Houston Texans were one of the last teams to name a starting quarterback but like I always say, actions speak a lot of the words. And ever since the pads came on in training camp, it was C.J. Shroud getting 100% of the first team reps. The two joint practices against the Miami Dolphins, C.J. Shroud was the first QB out there in team drills and situations. Then all preseason games, man, he's QB1. 
Shout out to CJ Stroud being named the starter for the Houston Texans. I mean, not even what less than an hour, two hours. I mean, that was fast. It was mm-hmm. like, all right, we already know what we're gonna do. Boom, let's get it out the way. CJ Stroud is QB one. We've all known this. Let's be real. We all yeah. know this. Um, a lot of people, in, in, I I don't know if I I can include myself. Sure. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I just thought it was something small, just mm-hmm. a clinical minor error that I thought that they should they should go ahead and announce the quarterback, which they already did. So just put that out of the minds. Um, CJ Stroud's QB one. We all know this. We saw it in training camp. We saw it many times as we were there every single day for all the public training camps. Um, CJ Stroud is him. He is absolutely gonna be a guy for this Texans team. There's no other way to describe it. He is him. And we are hoping we are attaching ourselves onto this train. And he's the conductor. We're behind him. Let's get it on. Okay. Right on a scale from 1 to 10, how how excited are you for this Houston Texans season now? After all of training camp, all of the preseason, more like, how do you feel about the team going in for you know going into the season? What is, like, what is your confidence level at? Confidence level is high. Um, I'm gonna say seven to eight range. Oh, I really am. I'm okay. high on this team, mm. uh, and and I know a lot of people still have doubts, and I understandably so. I'm still super confident with this team. We love the higher and D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I love that they grabbed Bobby Slowick. He was my number one choice for offensive mm-hmm. coordinator when throwing out the coaching staffs together. Uh, sure, they got Matt Burke as defense coordinator, but at the end of the day, I still believe D'Amico Ryans is going to be calling plays like what he presumably did in week three of the preseason. So you all a culmination of that with the offseason you had. Free agency was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um the draft was a banger. Yes. As we all seen. I mean, right now we have CJ Stroud starter, Will Ooh. Anderson starter, Ooh. Juice Scruggs starter. Ooh. Uh Tank Dell is gonna get starter snaps. How do you feel about him not playing with CJ Shy yesterday? I was a little upset, man. I did yep. tell you one of the things that I wanted was to see. I wanted the fans to see this 713 connection. Um, you know, maybe third eye opening here. Maybe. X-Files coming in. Uh, maybe the Houston Texans don't want to reveal what they have in CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. Suspicious. So just go out there. They win the toss. Receive it. First play. 80-yard bomb. Tank Dell. Touchdown. <clears throat> that would just. Woo, you're going to have all the soul city of Houston's going to be bricked up. I mean, my goodness. If that happened. I'll get a tattoo if that happens, bro. I, yeah, yeah, I, I'll have to do that too. You know what? I agree with you. Agree and, with you on that. All right, that's our that's our thing. If first first play of the season, if it's an <laughs> eighty yard touchdown to Tank Dell, I'll get yeah, I'll 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 get a logo somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting something because you know <laughs> we're idiots, dude. But no, I mean that's how excited we are for this um, NFL team. We have to talk about last year's first round draft pick, not named Derek Stingley. Kenyon Green 
did not get the start at left guard yesterday. It was Michael Dieter, and he looked damn well. Um, the Houston Texans offensive line, according to DJ Enemy, he put out this tweet. It said that CJ Stroud was pressured 0% of the time of his dropbacks. That is insane. But Kenyon Green's day was not good. He finished off the preseason getting beat like a drum by the Saints rookie defensive lineman, gives up on the play, points to his shoulder and acts hurt, goes to the blue tent, says that he is fine. You know, I don't want to give up on Kenyon Green, man, but you could only defend someone for so long. And I don't agree with people saying that Green is gone or they should cut Green. If you are cutting Kenyon Green in year two, bro, you are doing yourself a disservice. Oh, my God. But it's getting harder to, uh, you know, to be a to be a Kenyon Green fan, man. All righty. Here we go. I, I feel like I disagree with you, and I and I felt like this was going to happen. Mm. Um, I'm fine with Kenyon Green. So I mean, I'm, our, I'm fine with him. Like I'm not calling him a bust. I fully okay. expect him to be starting by week one. I just did not like him acting hurt because he wasn't right. He cleared from the blue tent. It just okay. looked like he gave an excuse after, and that left a sour taste in my mouth. But I s- still fully expect him to be the starting left guard come week one. I, I don't know if he faked it or not. It didn't. It wasn't a good look. But looking at today, uh, and I don't know how true this was. I never saw anyone else uh, tweet this out either. But Lance Zerline did put out that Kenyon Green had been dealing with an upper arm injury. Mm-hmm. Um you know, throughout preseason, D'Amico even said that he credited Kenyon Green for being a warrior because he had been playing hurt. So whether or not he faked it or not, could be a minor injury. Mm-hmm. He, it could have been a stinger for all we know. I mean, it just, it is what it is. I'm not going to let one play where a guy beat him like a drum overshadow what he's done in training camp and mm-hmm. So far in preseason, he has actually looked well in preseason. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let one play from a rookie overshadow that. The man is still only 22 years old. And, yes, Titus Howard defended him, a guy that's in our group chat, actually, went after and said Kenyon Green might be the worst offensive lineman. Oh, I know? saw that tweet, yeah. bro. And then and, and Titus Howard defended him and said – the man is only 22 years old, you know, like, and he is. This is only a second year. I do not, don't get the, oh, man, I understand. Now, the big thing, the bigger thing to me was him starting with the twos. That, to me, is a bigger takeaway than him getting beat by a rookie on one snap. That doesn't mean nothing to me. Everyone gets beat. We're not calling for. Well, there are fans that call for Laramie Tunsil to be uh, away whenever he has a false start. So I don't know. But regardless, in reality, Kenyon Green is 22, Mm. and he has a long road ahead of him. Um, If he's injured, then that's probably why they had Dieter start. But then why does he come and play with the twos? I have no sure. And he played for a minute. Yeah, he did. He did. (laughs) 
So I don't know what the overall thing was behind that. Um, if he was hurt, you'd think they would sat him out, right? I mean, that's what I would do. If he secured mm-hmm. his spot for left guard, what else is there for him to prove? So why is he out there with the seconds? To me, to me, like that is a bigger storyline than one plague against the Saints. That doesn't okay, so this comment by Johnny Lambo, shout out to Johnny Lambo. He said that D'Amico said Dieter had done more thus far and deserved the mm-hmm. start versus the Saints. But okay, not, not to be the guys that say we were there, but did Dieter really stand out to you when he was at left guard? No. Because he did it for me. And I think we tweeted out a Kenyon Green just knocked the dolphin on his ass. You know, I think we both put that out there. To me, you know, it it is interesting, like you said. Now, with this performance, do you see Kenyon Green not starting? Because, like I said, I still think he's going to start. But, you know, Michael Dieter didn't look bad at all. No, he did not. He was actually quite impressive. Um, somebody that was a familiar with this system already with the Miami Dolphins. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, if they feel more comfortable with Dieter, then okay, go with Dieter. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have to be defended, you suck. Oh, well, that might be Michael Dieter. <laughs> Michael Dieter on the YouTube channel, man. Shout out to Michael Dieter right there. No, um, look, man, if you have to be defended, you suck. Well, I mean... We have to continually defend C.J. Stroud. Does that work? Does that fit into your narrative? Yeah, oh, no, I, don't I don't hear those bus so. comments anymore, man. Yeah, I mean, where's that bus comments, fans? Where's those, oh, my God, two for four and an interception. He absolutely sucks. Come on, man. Get out of here, bro. Why are you giving yourself that list, man? I had to do it. I had to do it. That wasn't for you, though. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it was not for you. Um, <laughs> another young player that stood out, Xavier Hutchinson, six targets, four catches, 48 yards, had that big 24 yard grab by, uh, I think it was, was it Mills Millie who threw it or EJ Perry? Uh, EJ Perry, excuse me. Sorry. Hey, he looked pretty good. He, he, he's, he's athletic. You know, I, I I was joking when I said that EJ Perry looked better than Davis Mills, but I mean he went out there. I'm gonna do my Stephen A. Smith impression on here. He went out there and looked good. I mean, I mean, <laughs> EJ Perry looked solid. Hey, eh? I mean he went up against who? A bunch of guys that are trying mm. to make a roster, man. So it's the same thing with Hutch. Not to downplay Hutch. But uh, yeah, Perry was kind of balling. Uh, not to downplay Hutch, but I mean, he should be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he should dominate against those guys. He should look really good against those guys. Mm. Yeah, I, I like seeing that from Hutch. Got me some more confidence in him. Um, he definitely has something. I don't know what it is, but he has something. To me, I feel like Hutch is going to be that 30-year receiver that breaks out. Mm. I don't think he gets a lot of playing time this year in his rookie year, right? I think we're going to prioritize Nico, Woods, Noah Brown, Tank Dell, you know. But I think over the course of year two and three, we start to see Xavier Hutchison kind of come into his own. And I think that would be perfect, right? We we don't need you right. I mean, we kind of really do, but, 
you know, anything we get extra from Xavier Hutchinson will be a plus from this offense. But I see him being like a year three breakout type of player. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. That's uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Another player that stood out on offense, maybe solidified himself as the Houston Texans third running back, Mike Boone. Big touchdown at the third quarter, I believe. Broke multiple tackles, spun like around. What? Looking like me out there, bro. Oh, snap. Shout out to the flag football days when you had to Shout work them the hips, boy. Hips did not lie move. like Shakira. So the spin move was unstoppable. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that damn East End kid. <laughs> Man, that 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 that, that, that uh, <laughs> the, he was a Dak Prescott before Yo. Dak Prescott. Hey, you saw CJ Shot doing that? <laughs> oh yeah, uh huh, uh huh. So I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> oh man, shout out to the offense, bro. It's always fun to talk about after you get a W because when mm-hmm. you got beat like last week, twenty eight to three, man, what was it really? You know, it was it was rough, ugly, ugly. Switching to the defense, this is where. Uh, this is where it gets kind of hard to talk about. There were some cuts made today. One of them being Christian Kirksey. The Houston Texans save about what? Think four, four million dollars from yeah. cutting him. We did not see Christian Kirksey at all at training camp, practice, <laughs> preseason. You know, we kind of we were kind of asking each other, you know, why is Christian Kirksey still on the roster? But as we trend down to 53, Christian Kirksey gone. Agent Zero, Desmond King gone. This one was a surprise. However, after seeing him play a lot against the you know New Orleans Saints, it was kind of like, is Desmond King playing for his spot right now? Yeah. Did, did Tavia Thomas really have a better training camp preseason than Desmond King? I don't know. And some more cuts. This is this is the hard one. Big sexy Roy Lopez gone. Cut. Mm. Dealing with the injury would have been out, is out for two weeks. Big sexy, no longer a part of the Houston Texans. Look, man. I'm about to get real sad right here, man. Go ahead. Shout out to my boy, Roy Lopez. Shout out Born to Big Sexy. August 7, 1997. Two Big, days. Bitch. <laughs> two days before your very own. Right here. August 9, 1997. Roy Lopez is my dude. I love Roy Lopez. I got in contact with his agent. His agent bought a shirt. This exact shirt. When he was wearing 79, I never got a chance to re-edit it <laughs> to 91. Uh, his mom has the shirt. The salsa dance will always live on. I am an absolute stan for Roy Lopez. I was hurt. It was like it, it was it was kind of like this. Salino Sanchez, man. I read that note. That was tough. For those of you who don't know the story about that singer, he was performing at a club mm. and he gets a 
note right before he performs. I think it was from what the local gang there. If yeah, you perform, it was like a or something. if you perform, <laughs> you will die. He wipes the sweat off his eyebrows, starts performing. Later that night, rest in peace, was involved in a gunfight. Did shoot off a couple rounds, but lost hmm. his lost his life in the process. Man, shout out to Roy Lopez. Harley, do you have your shot of tequila? I do have my shot of tequila. I gotta pour it live. Oh no, the connection issues. Tough scene out here, man. It is a tough scene out here. I have my bigger shot glass here because you know we always go a little crazy up in the crib. So I do know how much to pour though. So there it is. That's two ounces right there, buddy. This is for Roy Lopez. Shout out to Big Sexy, man. That was my dude. It's always that great when there's another guy. Mexican in the league, man. You know, seeing you our know? people put on and, you know, him having a whole fan base in Mexico, him being with the Mexican OT at training camp. Oh. It was kind of like, you know, Roy Lopez is going to be that, you know, that H-Town favorite. The one that you mm. can never get rid of, you know, but you don't mind him being on the team because he screams Houston Texans. Shout out to Roy Lopez, man. Shout out to Roy Lopez. I hope he comes back. Two to three weeks, he could be out with the injury. The Texans certainly, like, they felt like it, it was an implication that maybe they can bring him back. Maybe my knight in shining armor can come back. Big sexy, big nine one. Drop some L's in the chats for uh for Roy Lopez for his boys. 64 people deep. Mm. Mm. Man. That was a good I mean, we could we could take a shot to the future success mm. of our rookie quarterback. I'm still a little, I'm still a little upset about Roy. Cause I'm man. down. I'm still a little upset about Roy, man. Rip my yeah. boy John Roy Lopez, man. I, I appreciate you, Johnny Lambo. Appreciate that, my guy. If anybody knows, I I stand Roy Lopez. Mm. I, I will have a video for Roy Lopez. Oh, a tribute. It, it might be three highlights. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but you but you best believe that tribute's gonna be insane. It might be three or four highlights, and two of them might be the same one. <laughs> but my boy Roy. Now you gotta pay that second home in reverse. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta flip it. <laughs> oh man, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to dig deep on the highlights for Roy Lopez. Shout out to my boy Roy Lopez. Uh, shout out to his family. They always like my tweets whenever I tweet about Roy Lopez, uh, whether it's his, his girlfriend, his sister, his mama, his daddy, his high school coach. They all love they all love Roy Lopez, man. So uh, they appreciate when I tweet about him. I absolutely love him. Shout out to Evan Brennan, the agent, for hitting me up about getting a shirt. I, I, the only, only thing that is unknown to me. I don't know if he has a shirt. His Ooh. agent has one. Ooh. His mama has one. Mm. I don't know if Roy's donning the, the big sexy shirt. We met at the Texans draft party two years ago. 
Y'all linked up or what? What's up? Y'all linked up or what? Oh, you know, well, I had the like VIP pass or whatever. Mm. And so he was taking pictures with people. That's what he was supposed to do. We just take pictures. And then here I come walking up and he saw the shirt and just lost it. He just started laughing, gave, gave me a big old dap up real quick. You know, Garrett Wallow comes in, another potential cut candidate. Uh, Garrett Wallow comes in and was like, hey, man, where's my shirt? And I'm like, well, buddy, are you Hispanic? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. He's Garrett Wallow's. Garrett, Roy Lopez is pretty big. I don't want to upset Roy Lopez on the first meeting. Garrett Wallow looks a little, looks a little tiny sometimes. I, got, I think an Oklahoma drill, Garrett Wallow. I think I got it. You think so? I got it. <laughs> All right. I'll take Denzel Perryman. Oh, yeah. You know what? You, you take Denzel Perryman. I got Denzel. Hmm. I got Denzel. All you got to do is just. And as I stand his over his body, I'm taking off the shiesty and I'm putting it on myself. Ah, because ah, we built different here in the Believe in Texans podcast. Hell yeah. Shout out to Believe in Texans podcast, man. Thank y'all for letting us have a platform to talk about this team but your reactions to Kirksey being gone uh Desmond King being gone um kind of surprising right uh but however even though these names are tough cuts I think that gets me more excited for this defense right if we are looking at these cuts and we're saying damn you know why do we do that right that means that the Houston Texans coaching staff, more importantly, D'Amico Ryan, is holding a higher standard for his team. He wants to put out the best 53 man every single Sunday. So I'm expecting some more hard cuts from this team. Yeah, in all seriousness, uh, I guess I got to be serious now. Uh, Roy Lopez was hurt, you know, and the best of ability is availability. Mm-hmm. And... He did not get a chance to showcase himself for week three of the preseason, nor week two of the preseason, because he did get hurt midway through the game. So, hey, what did that do? That opens up more time for guys like Kurt Heinisch, mm. for guys like Davis, who's performed very well. Hello, Davis, as, boy. As an XFL pickup. Odelay 75 has looked really solid as well. Then... You go into Desmond King, and you're like, man, that's a shocker one. That is, because he's also not just a nickel corner, which is needed around the league, especially in today's modern NFL, but he also does special teams for you as a return man, mm. and a solid one at that. So, um, you know, I would think Desmond King has some value to him, uh, to the other 31 teams, but you never know. The Houston Texans – obviously have some confidence and again like dave jones is saying i trust coach rides i do too mm-hmm. he obviously has some confidence in the secondary <clears throat> number 30 kadar homan had a solid week three against the saints mm-hmm. actually started the game and looked really good actually um who knows maybe jacoby francis um maybe Shaq griffin had a nice game yeah maybe it's cameron dantzler guy they picked up I and I said, I said last week on the podcast, if you had missed the podcast, make sure to type in B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Texans podcast, uh, in anywhere where you have any podcasting platforms, 
I said it last week. It, it, the way Cameron Dancer is going to make this team, he's got to do something to impress them. Mm-hmm. He's got one week and, like, what, a practice or two to That's do it. it. And what do he do? In the I, game, ceiling, interception, mm-hmm. a beautiful play, by the way. Beautiful play. Read the eyes of the quarterback, was playing the running back, but is looking at the quarterback's eyes the whole time, read them like a book, comes out of nowhere, makes the game ceiling interception. That's how you make yourself on a team. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Miko Ryan seems like he liked it. He's still on the team as of right now. We don't know what other cuts are going to happen. So uh, I would say gear in a little bit because uh, I wonder who else is going to get cut from this team. Imagine this case, Keenum. <laughs> no, I don't see that. That's nah, not man. Right. You got to keep him here, man. Shout out to Case Keenum. Just collecting a freaking check, bro. I know, right? Like, oh my goodness. <sighs> Greedy Williams for Desmond King says uh, Darius Crutcher. I mean, wouldn't mind taking a flyer at that. You know, yes. none of the names right now have, you know, are really eye popping. Uh, what's his name? The wide receiver that just got released, Perryman. Um, that really doesn't, you know, catch my eye. Oh, Brashad Perryman. Brashad Perryman. Yes, Brashad Perryman. Shout out to another Texans podcast. Their latest episode, they had the Brian Cushion number 56 on the pod. Go give that a, a look. I was there. You know, it's fun to see, you know, Storm and Daddy Crumb get down with former Houston Texans players, man. Another Texans podcast. Give them some love. I but am a surgeon. I am a surgeon. Shout out to Crump, man. He's going to be saving lives one day. He's going to be Jeez. writing books about him. 75 people in here and only five lives. Yeah, guys, uh, like this up so, you know, so me and Harley could, you know, get some more love in the YouTube algorithm. We are here for you for all Houston Texans news, rumors, and updates. Harley, as the preseason comes to an end, what would you grade it? Ooh. Um, I guess we'll go letter grades. Okay. Um, and chat, let me know too. What is your grade for the preseason? Yeah, yeah drop a letter grade in the preseason. So Gossi says I mean, B. Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. The first initial thought was a B. Uh, maybe B, B minus, something like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Overall, it was it was it was a solid preseason, a little solid showing. You know, you didn't show your hand too much. A little vanilla here and there. CJ Stroud improved as the preseason went along. I enjoyed it. It was uh, it got me, it got me a good. It was a good appetizer for what I am expecting in the regular season. Did it get you more excited or least excited for this Houston Texans season? More. Okay. More. And I know some fans are probably least excited and uh, just because of what they see in the defense and whatnot. But I think overall, you can't judge it. be a functioning football team. Yes. And that is something we haven't had in Houston the last two years. There is something we haven't had, man. It's Mm -hmm. about damn time. We got ourselves a head coach. We got an identity. Okay. Like we had a fake ass identity the last two years. Like it was just like what what is your identity on offense? That's what I mean. And we heard 
We've seen the identity. Let's run the damn ball with Damian Pierce. We're going two wide receivers, two tight ends, full back, running back. We're going to pound it through your throats. Pause. Resume. Damian Pierce is that dude. He is that man. And they're going to pound the rock, bro. That's what they're going to do. They're going to go play action with C.J. Stroud. They're going to take their chances when they see it. They're going to be cautionary with Stroud. Mm -hmm. And he is accurate enough to make the capable throws. I'll, I'll give it a B as well. Like the fact that I see this football team, you know, I see the pieces being put together. It gets me excited. The offense is going to be something fun to watch. Like you said, it was very vanilla during the preseason. If you had a chance to go out there and watch them, they were training camp. There was so much pre-snap movement and motion where you had to dart your eyes from light to right. I'm, I'm sorry, from left to right because these wide receivers were moving everywhere. And you know, when you look at these coaches from D'Amico Ryan's all the way down to Frank, you know, Frank Ross, you you feel a sense of urgency that we need to get this, you know, this this team together right now. You know, I mentioned to you many times that it felt like this team just came off of a playoff season and now they're getting ready to try to, you know, build a name for themselves. But I loved what I saw from this, you know, from this team during training camp. During the preseason, you see what they are preaching. You see what they are practicing. And I see the ownership as well. You know, we haven't really talked about them on on and um, how good of a job they've been doing. Cal McNair has flipped around his image. Last year, we were like, what is this guy doing? Does he even care about this team? You saw the infamous picture of Hannah just almost knocked out watching the Houston Texans lose a football game. But shout out to Kyle McNair and shout out to Hannah McNair, right? She also has had a huge involvement, you know, this past offseason, handing out T-shirts, signing autographs. Um, you know, me and Harley were blessed to get a T-shirt almost every single practice. But seeing all this happen, man, it feels great. And it feels like this team is slowly going in the right direction. Yeah, it's great to see that uh, Cal McNair is refreshing. That's mm. what the Texans are right now. They're refreshing. Sure, you still have your cheesiness, um, you know. But regardless of that, a lot of you know, a lot of owners are a little cheesy. Cal McNair has went from someone that was hated mm. by Texans fans. I mean, hated like it was every. Every tweet under a Texans post on Twitter was fire cow, sell the team, sell the team, sell Janice, the team. Janice, do something. Where's Janice? There's Janice, you know. And then there was obscene comment after obscene comment after obscene comment. It is great to see that uh, Cal McNair has changed his image, has been growing on the fans, mm -hmm. and actually looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, I would say that as someone that has given the football keys to Nick Casario, to D'Amico Ryans, and go, hey, look, I don't know much about football. D this is your job. Yeah, I will take care of PR and image work and everything else. And he's done a fantastic job at it, regardless of what some sports talk radios want to say. Shout out. out to Matt Thomas for being an absolute Jamoke. We're name in a, dropping. In a D of a show. Come on now.
absolutely ridiculous. I had tweeted out about it. If nobody knows the Matt Thomas show, shout out to the Matt Thomas show. Uh, they just, they continuously crap on anything Cal McNair. They crap on him. How do you crap on H-E-B? Like, I understand Kroger's is your sponsor, whatever. H-E-B is the best grocery store in Texas. Like, mm. it's just not a conversation. So what are we doing? You continuously crap on Cal McNair and make jokes that were made from two years ago and it's just ridiculous. And there's a reason why he blocked me and he got upset because of my tweet. And he got upset because of the last sentence of my tweet. That was a copy and paste from Barrett Sports Media that ranked their show in the afternoon tied for the lowest show in sports radio. Oh, well, buddy, do better or get gone. I wouldn't mind that either. You know, in about two to three years, you're going to see me and Harley on one of these radio stations, and you're going to see us absolutely blow. Hey, bro, that's going to be crazy. Puro pinche H-E-B. Hungry eating bastards, man. H-E-B is, you know, solid, right? You go to the beer section, everything's retail. Everything's retail. There's, they're not taxing nothing. They got the buzz balls on the sides, you know. You they got guys samples. They Come do. On, it's it delicious. Only Sam's, man. I remember going to Sam's just for the damn samples, right? But that was when you had to be a Sam's Club member. You had to have your card to get into that thing. Now you could just go in. But, yeah, um, you hear that the Houston Texans have four concepts for new uniforms? That was said in the Reddit that Cal McNair was in charge of. Um, What do you want to see? On the uniform. Well, everyone does not like my opinion when I call, comment on new uniforms. Um, but, you know, I was raised different. My dad was born in 1962. And I was, raised on, I was raised on Oiler Blue. That's what I was raised on. And so I have a respect for old school Astros, Rockets, Oilers, mm -hmm. Texans. Like, I have a respect for it. Unlike some people of my age, not you, um, but unlike some others, which I completely understand. They did not see it. They did not live with it. So they do not care about the Oilers. Mm -hmm. I get it. They have no emotional attachment. I never saw a single Oiler game in my life, but I rewatched a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And I love documentaries. I watched Every, almost every single one I could think of for the Oilers. So, yeah, I would definitely love to see some rendition of that Oiler Blue back in H-Town because Cal McNair mentioned about keeping some of that, that H-Town blue, some of that Houston blue that we love, that we know. And what's that Houston blue that we love and know? It's that Oiler Blue, baby. It's that cop's. Having that oiler blue colors, the whole city at the time was painted love your blue. Bring that back for me. Bring that back for me one more time. So we know it can be completely baby exactly. blue. What I want to see, mm. all white uniform, baby blue trim. Mm. I mean, that is going to look sexy, right? We just saw the 
Arizona Cardinals throw out an all-white uniform. That looks nasty. I can kind of see that, but with a baby blue outline. Um, an all-white helmet. I would love to see an all-white helmet. I need to see more of the battle red helmet. I think we'll see that, what, twice, I believe? Hell yeah. That battle red helmet. Mm. So Mm. Michael said, I'm 61 and Bum and Campbell were the best. Shout out to you, Michael, man. You're one of the Shout OGs. You know, you know, we love to give homage to the OGs, man, because without the OGs, we wouldn't be here. Um, but we just have to wait till next year, man, to see what type of uniforms they are going to give us. But as we come to an end, oh the damn yep. Steelers kept us from a championship. Shout out. Yep. To the Pittsburgh. We had the touchdown, and they decided to there, – there was no instant replay. Both feet were in. And in the very – off season, they went, you know what? We should make instant replay. Why? Because of that freaking play. Steelers robbed us of that game. Who playing Fando or DraftKings? I like doing prize picks. I like prize picks. I fuck with it. I won some money the other day. Verlander, Ooh. Verdaddy, uh, six strikeouts. I took the over. He hit nine. Easy. Um, That's easy money. And then I bet it against Ooh. Carlos Correa. Uh, you know, obviously won that bet. matchup pretty easy. <laughs> That's a good bet. But hardly as we end this live today, man, we learned that CJ Shroud is quarterback one. We learned that when D'Amico calls defense, this Houston Texans D looks pretty damn good. Let mm. the fans know where they can catch you. You can find me at the lead underscore H-O-U. Uh, you can type that into any of your social media search engine bars and just, hey, man, I'm on the road to 5,000 subscribers. I appreciate everyone that has got me to the path of 4,036 subscribers. My goodness gracious. Shout out to everyone in the comment section. I know most of y'all are old subscribers of mine, as well as they're subscribers of you. If you missed this live, go ahead and check us out on Believe in Texans podcast. That is B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Texans podcast. Make oh. sure. Oh, go ahead. Oh, we got a good comment here. We got a good comment here. Jose Almanza mm. says, Hmm. Just want to congratulate both of y'all because as soon as teams started to lose, other YouTubers faded away, not YouTube. This is why I say I am H-Town till I freaking drown. I have seen this team play football ever since I was a little kid. I will continue to see this team until I go six feet in the ground. I am H-Town till I freaking drown. I rep this city. I will never wear anything other than my city. Bro, I love Houston, man. I love this team. I'm not going to stop doing videos just because we're having a losing season. We've won seven combined games in the past two years, and I think I have less than 10 days without a video because I remember – when I was growing up, I wanted to watch people talk about the Houston Texans. And there was no one. Why? Because the team sucked. And I didn't want to be that guy 
that stopped when this team was losing because that's what bandwagons do. Yep. And they're going to come back, and I'm just going to say, where were you? And to the people who've been with us for a very long time, Jerry, been with us for a long time, Trill Talk, Frank Z, I saw Nesto in here, Lumineer, shout out to old guys like Dukisor, man. Y'all have been with us every step of the way. (laughs) And when this team wins a Super Bowl, you guys are going to know who was here from day one. It was Ruben from the 713 Houston Sportcast and Harley at the lead underscore Houston. What do you have to say about that comment, man? Shout out to Jose for the best comment of the day. Yeah, man, that is it right there. That is it for Jose. Shout out to that comment. Uh, May, man, I was here. I mean, I was here watching this team since my existence, man. I mean, come on. I remember Billy Miller doing the extending touchdown. I remember Gary Walker getting that sack and going crazy. The Rosencopter. Uh, yes, I, I know the Rosencopter. I know when Brandon Whedon beat the Colts, like when Jalen Strong had his games against the Indianapolis Colts. I remember all of these guys. Mm-hmm. I, I remember Jerome Mathis being a special teams returner for you. Jabbar Gaffney, Corey Bradford, Andre Johnson, J.J. Watt, Antonio Smith, Brian Brayman. Like I mm. can go down the list of guys that were notable to guys that were absolutely nobodies and we absolutely had fun watching. Right? I loved them. Akeem Dent on special teams? Dude, get out of the way. Tyler Irvin? Oof, little Tyler Irvin from San Jose State never did a damn thing. Texas legend day. Wendell Williams. Wendell Williams. Gross. What are we? Okay. Okay, stop. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, we were here the last however many years doing this. And I mean, I'm here talking about Rex Burkhead. Yep. I'm here talking about. Philip Lindsay is going to be a great signing for this Texans team. You know, like, I'm here doing that. I'm here watching David Coley. I'm here watching Lovey Smith. I'm here watching the burning down of the Houston Texans when Bill O'Brien was trading this person and this person and this person and that person for two cups of peanuts that weren't even peanuts. They were cashews or whatever. Like, I was there. You were there. You know, so to the people that are going to come back, I would say this. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cool. Come back. Um, but you're not you're not a you're not a true H-Town fan. You're not a true Houston Texan fan. You can say whatever you want. Oh, you can't tell me how to fan. You can't tell me how to fan. Uh-uh. No, man. No, I'm going to tell you how to fan. You know why? Because I already passed some of them. It is what it is. It is what it is. Now you're so good. <laughs> What's that? Hey, man, love me. Hey, Alfred Blue still be on this team if B.O.B. was the head coach. Him and Eddie Pleasant. No, and they, like I said, man, I didn't mean to get off topic there. But that's how much I love this team and I care about this team. And I could spot a fake fan from a mile away. And no matter where I'm at, right, I've been on vacation and still found a way 
to watch yeah. this football team. I will watch this football team in one of the dirtiest, ugliest bars in the country. But I am going to be repping that red, white, and blue to the day I die, man. Chris Brown, dude. That fake pass that he did with Gary Kubiak. Dude. He had that fake running back pass. That was so stupid. My God. I'm getting bad memories. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Bad memories. Bad memories. When this Wrong team game. wins, bro, it's going to be one of the happiest moments of uh, my existence. And I'm going to come here. I'm going to be on a live. And it's going to be what hopefully everyone that is in this live today. And we're going to say we did it because I feel like I'm watching this team with you guys. And sometimes I go back and I look at the comments and I'm like, damn, I remember I was I was hyping up this this team and in the back of my mind, I knew like, bro, we like it just wasn't there. But, you know, what are you laughing? Oh, my nothing, God. Nothing, All right. Nothing. The guys chill. <laughs> the oh, one man. year thunder of lightning from Ben Tate and Arian Foster. Nasty work. The great duo for one year. Shout out, bro. <laughs> yep. Man. Appreciate everyone that has been watching us since day one. Oh Dude, man, it's been a I long it's been a long iPhone, ride, man. When I started with my iPhone. We went from iPhones to Believe Network. In four years. It's not too bad, not too shabby. Just wait till when we're on the uh, the other platforms, because then it gets real fun, right? Mm -hmm. Just wait. Sure does. Boys, we're not even in the door yet. And You best believe we're knocking on that damn thing. And when we're in, man, it's going to be raps. You can find me on YouTube. Just type in 713 Houston Sportcast. Trying to get to 10,000 subscribers by the end of the season. Thank you guys for the continued and, and the support. For the 71 people that are in here, you guys are real fans. We are H-Town Till We Drown. Thank y'all for being a part of this. Another fire episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. And you guys know what I'm going to say. Y'all have a very blessed day. Let me end it because last time it didn't end on command. It's still not ending on command. Cool. You got to give me a second, bro. <laughs> Can you end it? Um... No, I can't. That's it's all you. <sighs> Let me. I have to unplug this damn, this damn, this damn thing, bro. This is ass. <laughs> we'll totally believe, like, hey, buddy. Can we, uh... Yeah, if anyone wants to ever give me something, man, I need a new uh, freaking mouse. <laughs> yeah, because I can't end it, sadly. bro. This this thing is not ending. I'm embarrassed. Well, there you go. Love you guys. Have a very blessed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.